0: Welcome back, everybody. Uh we're here for more Brian G. Murphy shenanigans um as we talk (laughs) more about this uh this chapter of I almost called it Exodus, which I'm way behind the times. Deuteronomy. (laughs) Uh these chapters three chapters no three chapters of Deuteronomy that we read. There's a lot here. There's a lot that minds were blown, people were killed. Uh well, no, they might have been killed.
1: There was a possibility of death, but not actual people died. That's true.
2: Yeah. Well, I want to jump in with a question of so Brian, you um you run a course on reading the Bible, and you also have a podcast specifically about reading the Bible from a queer perspective. Um does Deuteronomy offer us anything? Regarding that, <laughs> are should any we be gems? wasting our
3: time? That's a great question.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, there's so one of my one of my the verses that I have in my head that I can rattle off is from Deuteronomy 30. So this is oh. a, a spoiler alert. So I actually got excited when I uh, we started reading because I thought it was going to be in this passage, but it's, it's not. This so this idea of blessings and curses, as you've noticed, <laughs> is like an ongoing thing. Um, and then Deuteronomy 30 um it says like i set before you like life and death blessings and curses like now choose life and mm-hmm. i think it's like like it's like gets misappropriated to be this like anti abortion thing but that, my my take on that is Jeez. like similar to how we were talking uh, on Maltamari about like like we already like we are already like enough and we're good and we like don't need this like academic debate to prove our, our worthiness that, like, it's just simple. Like, there's, like, things that lead to life and things that lead to death. And so, like, if something's, like, not serving you and, like, not giving you life, like, don't choose that. Like, <laughs> choose the I things like that. That, that lead to life. Um, and so uh, that's, like, this cool little gem later on in Deuteronomy that's that's coming up for you.
0: That's okay. awesome. nice. It's,
2: something to look forward to. <clears throat>
0: it's funny. So, Emily, we were talking about this reading the Bible course that I'm doing. And actually... Yeah. I intentionally kind of looked at our schedule coming up and I picked something that by the time I'm finished with the course we will then get to it so that I can like have some stuff to bring and it's actually Deuteronomy 32 so it's very close to what Brian was talking about just now Um, it's actually a little song spoiler alert it's a little song that (laughs) Moses is gonna sing is
1: God gonna I was gonna say is God gonna sing no (laughs) Come on.
0: It's like a Moses death
1: song. Kind of. Moses is going to sing a song and then
0: he's going to die. It is actually a little bit like that. Yes.
2: Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But (laughs) anyway,
0: when when Brian, when you were talking about that, I got excited. I was like, oh, maybe that's the verse I picked. And it's not quite. I'm off by a couple chapters.
1: (laughs) That's all right. Well done. Wow. Well, are you? So, okay. Yes. Not necessarily like anything that... In this, in these particular chapters, besides what you just said, but do you feel like God during the Old Testament is? I know that He's different than the God in the New Testament. I mean, I guess He's the same God, but He's kind of like what a question. At least Christians, I
3: love Christians I love this question I've, on so many levels. <laughs>
1: Christians that I've heard have been saying, like, they're kind of different gods. Um, So is he, how how do you, like, reconcile the fact that he's kind of, like, angry all the time and, like, (laughs) killing people left and right?
3: Yeah, so there's this, like, anti-Semitic idea that, like, the god of the Hebrew Bible is this, like, angry, wrathful god, and Mm -hmm. the god of the Christian Bible is, like, justice and love and mercy, um and like, I have
1: heard people saying things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just this
3: sort of like Christian supremacist idea that like they got it yeah. wrong and we've got it right. But like, mm. the Christian Bible says like some messed up
1: stuff also. Well, yeah, and, and I, like, I said that I was like the Christian Bible has hell, and the Old Testament God doesn't t- yeah doesn't burn, make anyone burn for eternity. So <laughs> right,
3: <laughs> and that like you know there's um like in Isaiah, like the prophet Isaiah is saying that God is saying, like, you know, we're here, I'm here to set the oppressed free and heal the sick and like redistribute wealth. And like in Amos, they talk about if you like if you have like these religious festivals and your burnt offerings, but if you're like not doing justice, then like it's all a waste. And like what actually matters mm. is like justice and mercy. Uh, and so like that's I think this idea of there's certainly like you can point to here and there both in the Hebrew Bible and in the Christian Bible like let me pluck this verse and like look how like weird and angry God is but mm. also there's also this through line of like a uh, pursuit of justice and God being with the marginalized and God being in the, with the oppressed and so then what do you like how do you what things we talk about in this course and on the podcast is like looking at the context and trying to like figure out what it was when it was written and and trying to imagine like what we might've felt like then or how that might apply to our lives now to see like, Oh, like, well, I can kind of understand why like you might say this or think that or, or do this. And not to say that like advocating for like genocide or murder, like killing people is a good thing, but you like start (laughs) to begin to understand the context and like marginalized people sort of like fighting for their lives and like lashing out at their oppressors is different than really powerful American Christians using the Bible to say like, I'm going to take over the world and it's like, Oh my divine sure. Light, right. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I think like when we, we, we all have this sort of, we, we come to it with the, what we've heard and that's maybe not how the Bible has been historically seen and used by folks.
1: Yeah. I mean taking it in the context of today versus what it was written as. Yeah. Those are two but, very different but things. But also
3: God but also God does change, right? Like in Genesis, yeah. God like doesn't know He's like
1: a politician. Yeah, God's like a
3: person, like doesn't know where like uh, like the man and the woman are in the garden and mm-hmm. like walks around and later becomes like sort of more omniscient and mm-hmm. more like
1: A pillar out, like, of fire. A, and, a pillar of fire and
3: out there and, and so a bush. It, like, yeah. So this idea that like God has always been omnipresent and omniscient is just like not reflected in the text because people's understandings of like who they are and how they relate to each other and like what sort of the meaning of life is changes over time. So that's like to be expected.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember that we, when we were reading the story of the binding of Isaac, one of the things that came up when we tried to look into some of like the history of that was that potentially the story was originally written where he does sacrifice his son, Isaac. And then as culture changed to not look so positively on child sacrifice, or in this case, he was probably more of an adolescent or maybe even in his early twenties, but uh, you know, of sacrifice of humans that as that changed, then those verses were, were edited, were changed to then be, oh, actually he spares him. Or maybe originally Yahweh had told him to sacrifice his son and he just didn't. And then later during a time when monarchy was more important, it was edited to say, oh, actually, but then God told him not to, so it was okay. And he wasn't being rebellious, Mm -hmm. he was actually obeying. You know, like that there's kind of depends on the context.
3: Yeah, there's this author, theologian, Rob Bell, who has this book called What is the Bible, if I'm remembering correctly. And it's like, he, he gets into like a few different perspectives, but this particular passage he looks at, and he it's like, he manages to be like super like nerdy and historical, but also like super, super accessible. So if folks actually want That's to remember, cool. Um, yeah. What is the Bible by Rob Bell? And it, it talks, and I wish I could remember the details, but there's a lot in the Bible, <laughs> so I don't remember. But <laughs> yeah. how like... But you can, there's a way to look at that and like in its time and place and in the context of the Bible and be like, this is actually the sort of like inspiring and exciting story rather than just like, from our perspective, like this is hmm. terrible and gruesome.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Yeah, just, But
2: it's and... hard to avoid the gruesome response. <laughs> I find like, it, you know, even at least upon even, first reading, uh, yeah. yeah. But even looking back on it, as you know, looking at the Israelites as an oppressed people, it is still hard to read these passages that are like, yeah, and we slaughtered these other this other tribe, and we even killed their women and their children. And you know, I think when we're reading it, we try to step. Uh, take a step back essentially as it were and just think about the fact that yeah, times were different and there were, this is kind of what you did back then is you kind of hopped around performing genocide in order to be able to get the land that you needed. But it is, I think even from looking at the Israelites as an oppressed people, it is still hard to be like, well, good for them for totally wiping out this other people. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Totally. I think you guys to be like a yes. And right. That like, like, perhaps some of the things in the Bible were perhaps at their time, like very like progressive. And it was like moving society, like leaps and bounds forward. And also today we're like, well, that shit is like still like, you know, oppressive and regressive. And we're sort of like looking at it from our perspective backwards. And I'm, I don't know what, but I'm sure there's stuff about like definitely our society in America. And like, even like probably my personal political ideas that hopefully, A thousand years from now, people will look back and be like, oh my God, can you believe that, you know, what that person did, even though I like to think of myself as sort of like a radical on on the front. We're all sort of, which is not to like excuse it. I think you just have to like, yeah, it's like it's messed up. And also we're not. Like, it's we're not living however many thousands of years ago, and so I think the Bible and, like, trying to figure out exactly what's happening there gets, like, an undue place in society, and sometimes it's, it's like, well, what's, like, what now? <laughs> what do we do hmm. now? Um, and, like, I, like, it's, there maybe there's something to learn from there, but I think this compulsion to be, like, It has to always be exactly how it was, and the Bible is really not helpful. And if we can't acknowledge the ways in which it's problematic, then we're not. Then it's no
2: good. Well, yeah, it is that difficult thing, like you say, that it becomes the cyclical thing of you know, well, we can't apply our modern day morals and values to what was happening back then. But then again, at the same time, we're looking at what was happening back then or or the account of what was happening back then to inform our modern day morals and values. And it, it becomes almost yeah, this weird, it's weird feedback loop, you know?
3: Yeah. And I don't want to like, like when I look back and people be like, oh, well, you have to like, you know, on, for me, like as a gay person, like, oh well like back then it was like a different time and so like of course they were homophobic and I was like well homophobia was like wrong back then also (laughs) so like rape and murder was like still wrong back then and it's not I don't Mm -hmm. think problematic to like name that Mm -hmm. and also sometimes like morality gets gray in terms of like who's a terrorist and who's a freedom fighter and Mm, like what does it all look like both like now and
2: then Brian, who is a terrorist and who is a freedom fighter? <laughs> oh boy! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Put me on an FBI watch
2: list. Yeah. Oh my no. gosh! Oh yeah, we don't want to do that for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny actually. I I worked on a TV show doing visual effects where we had to look up a lot of stuff about for reference. Looking up stuff about like spy drones and the NSA and stuff like that. And basically, all of us at work were like, "Yeah, we're definitely on watch lists now, based on our research." <laughs> oh, <assertions. wow>. Eek! <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeez. Uh, okay, uh, it's, so just like a uh, thing I was thinking about the other day, just randomly, was I was thinking about the musical Book of Mormon and was mm-hmm. singing the songs by myself <laughs> here in this apartment in Japan and having a grand old time and um, was kind of laughing about some of the silly things that are brought up in the musical Book of Mormon, which is, you know, stuff like there's the line in the song, I Believe – where he says, you know, like, (laughs) and I believe that, you know, God lives on a planet called Cobol. And like, I believe that I'll get my own planet as well. And that in 1978, God changed his mind about black people. And like all of these things that we all look at and laugh about, and then realizing that a lot of the audience would go and laugh at how ridiculous that is and then go home and tell their children some of, some of the things that we were brought up as Christians, but like, but these things are okay. That, There's this God who really wanted to punish us, but because he loved us, he killed his son instead because he didn't want to have to kill us and he had to kill someone. So You know, just this like weird stuff that feels normal. And I feel like even saying it right now, it feels absurd for me to make that comparison because that was taught to me as so, so, so normal. Mm
2: -hmm. And just like, it's
0: (laughs) how weird is that? Yeah, I would go... I think it's 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 yeah it's it's weird and i think i would go
3: a step further even like like mormonism quote-unquote is like weird and like so is christianity but like we i think secular folks also like sometimes have these like weird ideas about like the way things are i think i'm so i'm like obviously you like this work as like a christian theologian but i'm also kind of an atheist um <laughs> at this same time <laughs> oh stop the press mind blown again <laughs> 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 like they're like i don't know there's like not someone up in the sky but like something is like
1: humans come together so you're spiritual you're yeah, more or, along the lines of Dedeker's mother than i
3: think that i'm lines. actually
1: no i think i'm actually religious but not
0: spiritual <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> whoa whoa, whoa. mine's double blown but like, triple blown but, okay. but like
3: so like you know like i have friends that like aren't necessarily christians but they like believe in ghosts or like believe in astrology or like the enneagram hmm. um and like that's also like not scientifically you know proven right um and the way that we talk about humans just like are constantly talking in metaphors sometimes so much so that we don't even realize it um like when people die like oh, us carrying you know carrying them with us like they're just like really gone and like decomposing um but so like like it's like who's like what's weird and what's normal and what's like metaphor and in what ways were the people writing this stuff even ever trying to be like this like literally historically happened versus Mm. like we're spinning these stories to try and make meaning and like humans brains work better with stories. And so like, if we can craft this story, we can like get our point across in a way that's like different than if we just like explained it. So that's it's all weird. (laughs) Yeah. But also about Jesus dying, we have a webinar on all about that. And it's not, it's not, that's not, God didn't want people to cook, to kill people.
0: (laughs) cool well, that's cool i'll have to check that one out i haven't seen that yet yeah. i just got my newest lecture for the reading the bible course so i'm gonna do that first but uh then we'll do that <laughs> thank you so much for joining you got us a while before you get there. today i know we've we've got like a few years before we're gonna get there on this show yeah apparently <laughs> yeah Um, All right, Brian, thank you again so much for joining us today. Uh, We're really excited about this. It was good to get to talk to you and have our minds blown several times about all of this. Um, Thank you so much. And to our listeners at home, go check out Brian and his work at queertheology.com. They've also got a podcast that comes out every week. You've got more than 300 episodes now. Almost 300. Wow. Almost 300. Okay. Congratulations to you on that. (laughs) It is no small feat, we can tell you. No. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much. And to everyone out there, we will see you next week to read more of Deuteronomy.